0: And
1: we are recording in recording. progress. with
0: dr edward bartlett on tuesday march 28th 2023 at 308 p.m eastern time guys if you want to support the podcast and you're watching on rumble click that little red button that's logos that's like rumbles version of patreon go get free stuff exclusive exclusive content use promo code tommy and blah 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 that's what keeps the podcast going that's how the sausage is made dr bartlett please introduce yourself sir
1: Hey, good to be with you today, Tommy. Uh, My name is Edward Bartlett, uh, based in Maryland. I'm the president of SAVE um, and a partner group called uh, the the Coalition to End Domestic Violence. We're very concerned about domestic violence and abuse. We're also very concerned about the growing problem of false allegations in American society.
0: Hmm. Uh, Real quick, if you don't mind, we're, we're in Maryland.
1: Uh, based in Rockville,
0: Maryland. I was uh, I moved out of Maryland in November. I was in Ocean City slash Salisbury for about five years. That's where uh, my parents okay. are. Yeah, and parents retired. Went up to New England. I got out of there. But um, yeah. So concerning false allegations, let's get into that because that is, you know, I'm lucky. I I never had any false allegations. Probably because all I did in college was study but I mean I'm a I'm a 32-year-old, you know, white male, a white a white conservative heterosexual male. I did go to the University of Georgia. I knew some guys that had false allegations. And man, it not only did it cost them legally, just, but there's also an irreparable like social thing. You're in college and it's like, "Oh, he's a rapist." It it broke them. I mean, you're 21 years old. That breaks you. Now granted, you kind of move on and go to graduate school and it's in the past, but that's an insane thing that you cannot just throw to the wayside and say, oh, whoopsies, we'll just call a redo. Could you maybe go into how you are uh, tackling false allegations?
1: Yeah. Well, maybe we can start with uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: that's, that's a story that I think just about everybody followed last summer when, the, when the trial was ongoing and uh, just a, a quick summary. So there was a, Amber Heard wrote an editorial in the Washington Post several years ago in which she didn't actually name Do- Johnny Depp by name but uh, everybody interpreted her editorial as saying that yes she had been uh, severely abused in her relationship and and she used the the phrase uh, that she had filed a, a complaint and she had to endure society's wrath because she dared to file a, a complaint of abuse and sexual assault well of course that right there to say that you uh, a woman who who claims she was sexually abused faces society's wrath that's that's just clearly absurd and and false but that's actually that was the headline in the washington post editorial so so as a result uh jenny uh, depp filed a lawsuit claiming defamation Uh, defamation, of course, just means you told a public lie about me and you're not allowed to do that. And so, long story short, at the end of... uh, 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 So the jury ruled unanimously in favor of Johnny Depp, and ultimately Amber Heard agreed to pay him a million dollars for this uh, wrongful conviction, or this wrongful allegation. So this case really reflects a growing, I'm going to use the word epidemic. We have an epidemic of false allegations in our society. And as you just said, Tommy, when you're accused of something serious like sexual assault, domestic violence, child abuse, and so forth and so on, this has severe repercussions uh, on you personally. Um, Some persons have committed suicide because of such allegations.
0: What can... 'Cause again there is is it's like a retraction in the news. You can, you know, headline Tommy Kerrigan's a rapist and then a week later put out a quiet retraction and say, uh, that was incorrect. That's out there now. And there are a lot of people who will only see the juicy headline and either not see the retraction or not care about the retraction. They've decided in their mind what there is. That is a He must have done
1: something, right?
0: Yes. He he did something. There's a reason right. why it was out there. The retra- in reality is, is no. And it, it's just, and then you can tie into, well, why did they do that? Is he a business figure? Is this a corporate warfare? Is it a political figure? Is it a geopolitical thing? Is it whatever? Is it just, you know, is it just drama? But it's you, you can't undo it. Is there, is there any way to realistically curb this from happening, or is it simply do we have to rely on the old deterrence? Do you just have to make an example of people that do false allegations to the point where? You don't want to do it. I will never get in my car. I'll never get behind the steering wheel if I have a beer in my system, because it's just not, I don't want to lose my license. I don't have that money. I don't want that on my resume. Deterrence works.
1: So yes, yeah, certainly uh, 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 prevention, avoiding these these situations is certainly a good move. Um, but in the case of Johnny Depp, he had not abused Amber Heard either physically or psychologically. However, the converse was true. Uh, We know, in fact, many people do not know that Amber Heard had been previously arrested. She had been in a relationship with a female uh, lover and uh, Amber Heard had been arrested in the uh, the airport in Seattle, Washington for uh, abuse, uh, physical abuse of her former spouse. Uh, also, it was, it was just clear from her testimony that she was psychologically abusive of Do- Johnny Depp. At one point, she actually said to him, uh, oh, go ahead and, and claim that you're a victim of domestic violence. See who believes you because you're a man. Well, r- A, right there, she's admitting that she committed domestic violence. B is she's trying to humiliate uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, because on the, on the basis of his sex, so yes, prevention is part of the picture, but I think we also need to put very much the 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 thumb of responsibility on prosecutors. Every jurisdiction in the United States has a law against uh, fall, call it false swearing uh, or defamation or uh, impairing the the pr- process of justice. But usually pr- prosecutors will not go after even a blatant case of a false allegation because, quote, they don't want to deter fur- further future victims from filing their case. Now, I, I say the, the word quote because it's it's almost a, a, a phrase that you hear over and over again. It's almost like they've been, you know, they've been brainwashed to say those words over and over again in order to uh, justify not prosecuting false accusers but yes pr- uh, prosecutors have to start enforcing the law
0: again what is their incentive to if i'm just pure you know kind of cold hearted objective speaking if i'm a prosecutor and i'm just following the money and i'm soulless i'm i'm going to do i'm going to go where the money lies why why are we even in a position where we have to say prosecutors need to start enforcing the law? Why aren't they already? And excuse me if that's a, a, a simpleton question.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think it's uh, an economic factor here. I think it's more of an ideological factor uh, because uh, we're, we're talking about a narrative here. It's, it's driven by the, the feminist movement, and the feminist movement... Uh, has a knack of promoting various narratives that turn out to be either only half the truth or, in some cases, entirely wrong. One of those narratives is believe believe women. Um, So, you know, that narrative was put out there several years ago. Um, Intellectually, people said, well, of course, that's ridiculous. But, you know, a lot of this narrative is designed to uh, affect people's sort of subconscious thinking. So when you have prosecutors who already have a, a a relationship, most prosecutors work closely with what are called victim advocates. And those victim advocates are, by and large, are female. Um, and the prosecutors, to a large extent, have bought into the, the feminist ideology about oh, only men are abusive, and, and, and women can only be victims. Uh, the truth is, and this is according to the Centers for Disease Control, um, there's actually more male victims of domestic violence each year than female victims. Uh, but <laughs> again, you're not going to hear those, that fact being, uh, being uh, uttered by f- feminist organizations.
0: I'd never heard that. That's, that's wild. Um, so if it's more of an ideological, I, I threw out the economic incentive just as, as, as one among many. Um, if it's an ideological thing, then are we perhaps, and this would require a little more zooming out in terms of uh, chronology, are we looking at natural selection of ideologies? Much like fashion, at one point bell-bottoms were in. They are not anymore. There was no top-down <laughs> central government control that said we're phasing them out. They just came and went. Trends do punk rock whatever are we just looking at an ideology going through the I guess going through the gauntlet of natural selection and if it you know over time ruins enough people's lives it will go by the wayside much like the idea that women belong in the kitchen or that you can own a slave or whatever are we just and that's not that's not a satisfying answer because that takes a lot of time and we might not see it in our lifetimes could that be, uh, one way to look at it?
1: Yeah, Tommy. I think you're really asking the question: Where does this ideology come from? And actually, we know the the answer to that question. The this ideology is Marxist in origin. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's go back and you know turn back the 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 hands of the clock of time to the eighteen mid eighteen hundreds. That's when Karl Marx and George Ingalls were were formulating their their theories of Marxism, um, and of course, we all think of Marxism in terms of eliminating class differences. But um, it turned out that uh, that theory of the of the oppressor class and the oppressed class didn't work out because you may recall the the British uh, the Industrial Revolution began about twenty years after Marx was writing all this these ideas. And with that industrial revolution was an extraordinary expansion of the middle class. So right there, the the whole Marxist theory kind of went out the window. But um, uh, well, but the, along came the feminists who said, well, maybe we can't obliterate differences of class, but why don't we uh, try to obliterate differences of sex? And so yes, that's that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Um, so both Marx and George jingles talked about the family as this as the epicenter of the oppression of women so surprise surprise feminists set out to to uh, weaken and destroy the family and I'm not using those words I'm not using hyperbole those are the exact words that feminists use to describe their 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 planned approach to the family so how do you how do you destroy the family well the the most direct way is to go after the the weakest link the weakest link is the the father because the father does not have a biological link or a strong biological link to the children so that's exactly what's happened is is a the feminists have uh used the domestic violence issue in order to stereotype and vilify men as abusers and again you know the the, the facts are from the centers for disease control this is uh, there's there's more male victims than female victims but <laughs> the truth never has never been known to stop a a good ideology
0: yeah can't can't let that pesky thing get in the way um <laughs> this could be the further destruction of the You know, and you don't even have to be an ideologue or a feminist ideologue to use the ideology, right? There's the useful idiots. If you are a power-hungry individual, you might not have an ideology. Communism, democracy, capitalism, whatever you want to call it, baby, it's my... It is the key to my power. A true, a true psychopath wouldn't care, put on the mask. I don't care. What, what, what do you want? You want me to be a Christian? Here I am. You want me to be whatever they want the power, right? Because they want, you know, they want to project their power over others, blah, blah, blah. They might be simply using that for the destruction of the nuclear family, because then you have rely, you can't, you can't just get rid of the father and have no consequences if the father is traditionally the breadwinner who's bringing the bread. Well, then that comes into the idea of daddy government's here for you, and if you're on the dole from daddy government, if daddy government also says uh, you can't express this opinion, that's hate speech. Yeah, <laughs> they will go along with it. Could, is that so? Or am I maybe seeing, am I seeing shapes and figures where they might not be? Is there no one pulling the strings? Is this just a chaotic, turbulent? arisal of an ideology that is going through the throes of natural selection, or is it a top-down control mechanism for people to go, hey, this is going to, we're going to have the disinformation governance board. We're going to have, you know, central bank digital currency, and we're going to have all of this so I can control your life.
1: Yeah, Tommy, I think you've diagnosed the problem uh, exactly, is that uh, we there is this powerful ideology, and it does have strong appeal to people with with a feminist mindset um and so again the feminists have set out to to weaken to marginalize uh to destroy the family and make the government the the, the central unit of society instead of the family um and so yeah so you know i would say that most prosecutors in general are not feminist ideologues but they've been inculcated with the, the narrative about um you know, male abusers and and female victims and you know and, and clearly there is a strong piece of chivalry in this whole equation so we can't ignore that as well but bottom line is that we do have a very powerful force at work uh, both in the United States and and b- more broadly internationally that's working to uh to marginalize fathers and destroy the family.
0: I mean, a strong family unit really is the, the bulwark against an overreaching state, right? I mean, you have the, you have the strong father figure and you, you know, I, I'm blessed to have an incredible father and an incredible mother who gasp, have the traditional feminine and masculine roles. I don't care. I liked how I turned out having them. (laughs) Right. They have a strong instilling of, of beliefs and values and you know, set an example and practice what you preach. It makes you less susceptible to someone coming on TV and telling you what's wrong and what's right. And you go, no, I I know. You know, my dad taught me this. I don't care if you guys think this is fine. I know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, man. You, if you're on a path to power, that's a hurdle. That's a splinter that you need to remove. And I guess back to natural selection, we will see which one is stronger. Will the family unit survive in the face of? Uh, a concerted effort to to destroy the the nuclear family is which i guess is almost kind of fatalist you just step back and say i guess we'll see who who will win or can you throw your hat in the ring and i don't know point out point out what happens when a family is destroyed
1: yeah i think we 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 can't sit back and, and watch history unfold because because the forces of destruction are powerful um if if we want to stop that and uh, we have we have to step into the ring you know as as uh teddy roosevelt roosevelt said we have to step into the ring the man of the arena of that, into the arena because that's that's where the action is uh and uh we we can't be complacent uh in the face of, of such uh strong attacks if i can let's let's come back to this issue of false allegations sure. where we we started our conversation, so so we did talk about uh, Amber Heard and, and Johnny Depp uh, as just one example. But uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago, we we actually did a national survey uh, to assess what is the extent of false allegations. And so this was a this was done by a group called YouGov. It's a well, it's an independent uh, public opinion. Ah uh, polling company. And so they found that uh, in the United States, eight percent of Americans say they have been falsely accused of abuse, domestic violence, sexual assault, child abuse, so forth and so on. eight percent. But then we've we've continued to see these allegations. Uh, Michael Irvin is another person we can talk about mm-hmm. if you want to. I'd love to. but we 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 keep seeing the, these these sort of nonstop these uh, string of false allegations. So we decided to to redo the the identical survey, Um, same questions, same methods. And we just did it earlier this month uh, in in March, in early part of March. And guess what? The number has increased, the number of Americans saying have been falsely accused has jumped from 8% two years ago to now 10% uh 2023 that's a, a that's a fairly big jump in just a, a two year period so so again we're seeing this problem of how false allegations they're not very seldom are they punished and very often they they result in a series of uh it, it kind of in affect the the child custody awards uh, it can have, result in men being kicked out, uh, f- unfairly being kicked out of colleges, and many more consequences like the M- Michael Irwin case.
0: Could you maybe um, expand on the Michael Irwin case and enlighten my audience and myself as to the nitty gritty?
1: Yeah, sure. So so uh, Michael Irwin um, used to play for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, all-star player, uh, wide receiver, um and um so now he's been working as a tv commentator mm-hmm. and he was at the super bowl in phoenix um recently he was doing on air commentary about the upcoming super bowl and uh and one night he uh at, at his hotel he got a knock on the door from the hotel personnel saying michael you have to leave the hotel right now so he said what 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 the heck are you talking about and the hotel personnel said you've been accused of sexual assault sexually assaulting a hotel employee and of course he was flabbergasted and and just didn't know what to think anyway so um here's the story what happened and i've actually seen the videotape so michael Irvin uh came into the into the marriott hotel And um, he was walking towards the elevator, and a female employee uh, approached him. She she came towards him to initiate a conversation. They talked for less than two minutes. um, They were obviously, she was obviously telling jokes because you can just tell by looking at the body language about they were just having a friendly conversation. Uh, There was no aggressive. Body language by Michael Irvin. They just were, were chatting together for a while, and then after the 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 less than two minutes, they went their separate ways. He went to his hotel room and ended story. Well, it wasn't the end of the story, because she then went to her uh, personnel manager at the hotel and said that she had been a victim of sexual assault. Well, you know, again, I have I have watched the entire videotape. There was absolutely nothing that you could construe in any way of, as being uh, as being sexual assault. Um, even even, I mean, one of the allegations was uh, he he was uh, making uh, inappropriate comments. Well, you know, look at the body language. There was no at no point during the two minutes that she t- did she you know take a step back. Did she withdraw from the conversation did she terminate no it was it was obviously it was a friendly conversation throughout so now he's he was accused of this heinous action no no evidence except for one woman's word so now michael irvin has sued for a hundred million dollars um so anyway so this case is right now being litigated but this just gives you an example of the absolute uh, fr- frivolous nature uh, unfounded nature of so many of these false allegations
0: and this is all speculation but like what in God's name in general and specifically this case makes someone do this is it simply I'm gonna get a payout am I just crazy and this you know this this gets 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 me off well not not that you have the answer but if we're to just kind of speculate for why I mean, I, in theory, I get the money idea. You're broke. You work at a hotel. You see Michael Irwin. Yeah, whatever. Pretty girl goes up, says to him, Yeah, maybe you get a payout. You're retired. But really, like the average person can just do that.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's really a sad day because, uh, you know, Michael Irwin has had a couple press conferences and he's he comes across as a as a friendly, gentle guy. He's not obnoxious or or aggressive in his body language or his tone he's just a nice guy so uh the you know his overall demeanor is one of bewilderment he just he, he just can't believe that he's been accused of this heinous action uh especially when the entire the entire encounter was captured on videotape and the woman never went to his room
0: If I'm a if I'm a multi-millionaire athlete or artist, and I'm a guy, why would you not start wearing body cams like the police? (laughs) I I, I mean, at a certain point, like why would you? I would if I was a if I was a Tom Brady or a you know, whatever Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like I would be wearing a body cam at all times because it's this seems you are a prime target, no different than you're a, just like a how Exxon executive executives used to be kidnapped in Africa like you're a prime target because of who you are you're now a target for false allegations I think in all of my wisdom in this topic which is nothing I imagine what will lead to a sea change is unfortunately not more false allegations but rather women who have been raped will come out and say these false allegations have personally screwed me because I was raped and this guy was able to ride the wave of sympathy for masculine figures. Unfortunately, I think that's probably what's going to change it.
1: Yeah, I Tommy, I don't no, I'm not going to try to predict the future here. Sure with with a lot of accuracy but i think uh i mean we absolutely have to turn this around i mean we are headed i mean we're basically talking about respectful relationships between men and women you can't have a a family and you can't have a society uh, if if men and women are constantly fearful and suspicious of each other how is this going to turn around well um yes uh uh True victims need to speak out and say uh, th- these false allegations are harmful to me. Uh, we, we need women in general to, to speak out and say th- these kinds of actions reflect poorly on women in general. Uh, we need more men to, to stop acting on chivalry and start acting on the basis of justice. Um, yeah, I mean... We need prosecutors to go after these cases. Uh, it's uh, this is a, a crisis of our facing our society.
0: Yeah, and it, man, if it all doesn't result in the same thing, if if men and women are constantly on guard, that will. Over enough time and enough people, that will decrease the number of nuclear families. It kind of seems to be that seems to be the goal.
1: And and it's not just the goal. We are seeing it. A decrease in marriage rates, a decrease in fertility rates, um, in some countries in Europe, um, which is which is even more severe than the United States, um, they're talking about this, you know, this demographic crisis about, uh, hey, we don't have enough, you know, people, young people in the pipeline to pay the social security benefits for the retiree population and and you know ultimately you're talking about well you need to have more immigrants to come into your country if you're going to sustain the population level i mean we're, we're talking about real you know fundamental issues of how do you keep a society going when uh you it's, it's called the re- re- fertility replacement rate it needs to be two an average of 2.1 children per per woman in order for a society just to maintain its its current population but many many countries in Europe have fallen to 1.6 children on average per child per per woman so you can see um we're talking about some serious problems with the the basic demographic foundation of society.
0: How would you and I know we gotta wrap this one up. As I said I don't I don't only keep you for 30, but how does this even I mean, do you offer like government incentive to have kids? Is that, is I mean, is that a remedy?
1: That's actually being done. I believe if I'm correct uh, in Hungary, they're doing that um and i don't think that's a bad idea uh (laughs) i think though we really need to go after the you know some of these more fundamental Mm -hmm. issues like false allegations uh, and uh, people men who have their lives ruined because of a false allegation
0: i think you're correct um let me pull up the uh sorry pulling up yeah so i was gonna say uh, your website will be in the description uh, if anybody wants to go visit you and check your stuff out. How can people help uh, Help the SAVE organization?
1: Well, I think, uh, I mean, we, we are a policy organization, so we are uh, uh, connecting with lawmakers. Oh, actually we had a lobbying event just last week in the U.S. House of Representatives. Um, so I, I guess my answer would be get involved with your, your you know your local political activities uh when prosecutors are up for for election or re-election ask them you know what is your track record in terms of prosecuting false allegations um and and other ways as, as well but those are just a few ideas how to turn the tide on the false allegations
0: yeah i think i, I think you said it correctly we can't just sit by and watch history unfolds because it's certainly unfolding in a negative manner i don't know it's uh doesn't i guess if it can happen here's i guess here here would be a more of an incentivizing takeaway for the men listening if it can happen to michael irwin it can happen to you and me so that's maybe uh don't take this don't let this go don't let this slide by without doing anything but dr bartlett i said i'd let you go um, thank you so much for coming on here, man. It was a pleasure talking to you. I'd love to have you on here again. You, uh, you seem to be very passionate about this and, uh, it is an important thing. Luckily, I'm a, I'm, I'm an antisocial hermit who stays in my apartment and just works on my podcast. So I don't need to worry about <laughs> any sexual allegations, but, uh, the average guy does. So, uh, maybe that will be the end result as well. Turn into hermits and monks. But, um, thank you so much, sir. Thank you for coming on here. Thank you for your time and, uh, God bless you
1: and what you're doing. Thank My pleasure. Well. Yes sir. Good to talk to you, Tommy. Bye bye.
0: Bye bye. Thank you so much for watching everybody. Recording Take care. Stopped. Stay safe out there. Peace.